Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. So what if time travel was real? Quantum mechanics hints at the possibility. Uh, And it's an intriguing thought experiment to imagine what if you had a time machine, what could you do? And it's intriguing in ways that can stimulate unconscious processes of creativity to help generate new possibilities, new ideas, part of what we do in the inspiration phase of strategic thought leadership where you take the insight into your audience thinking and through inspiration generate new thinking and then have impact by leading them to that new thinking. So before we get into that though, I wanted to go a little bit into my background and not just as a metaphorical story to trigger possibility thinking, But I was a founder of a chain of personal training studios that I sold a while back to friendly competition to go into a new field, make more time for music. And through it, I had gotten into motivational software and won some national innovation awards. It got the kind of attention that brought the kind of opportunities that gave me a chance to go into something different and use them for marketing and persuasion. Um, but I was called a miracle worker, you know, and had a lot of successes. And because I made it a mental game. Now, I've trained thousands of people myself and trained dozens of trainers and trained many more people. We had over 2,000 clients over 10 years. And this was an evolution of a business that had existed for more than 10 years before that. Uh, and ended up in multiple locations. And we had a structure for goals, for outcomes that you were in control of, uh, to create a fast experience of success. So we made it a mental game. And I used some background I had in NLP, in Neuro Linguistic Programming, which brought a lot to the table for what we could do for increasing and directing motivation to specific goals for creating and focusing what I call the ideal state of mind. And I, at one time when I was an athlete many, many years ago, I worked with a sports psychologist, had an opportunity to work with, who had worked with two U.S. Olympic teams. And one of the mental training exercises he taught me was to have a meter in my mind's eye for what we call the activation level. And so I was doing weight training. If I was going to do a heavy set of squats, I would turn up the meter on, say, a scale of 1 to 10. And every number it went up, I'd feel my muscles growing more tense. My breathing would increase and grow deeper. And my, you see, I feel it coming back even now, just talking about it decades later. 
and I, I feel my energy increasing, my focus narrowing to exactly what I wanted to do. And at this peak, when it hit a 10, I would do this intense set and then turn it back down to relax and recover in between. And it made me think, what if you used this type of inner control panel to create what you might call the ideal state of mind that I was learning at the time from sports psychology and from NLP um, was common not just to elite athletes, it was even those who didn't really know how they got themselves into the kind of zone that Joe Montana was in when he brought San Francisco back from behind, end to end, cool, calm, and collected, total grace under pressure to win the 1988 Super Bowl. Uh, it's also common to mystics and to great artists and high performance in different fields. And some call it the flow state. There's more to it than just flow. To me though, it's a state that is characterized by having a high level of confidence, being able to feel like you can do whatever it is you want to achieve. Focus, where you are completely immersed. You put all of your attention. Distractions are cut off or you're oblivious to them. So you're completely, you're not thinking about what you're gonna have for lunch after. You're immersed in what you're doing. Feeling high energy, not just physical, but emotional and mental energy. Way more energy than you would even need to achieve what you want. Having a sense of being in control, directing your mind and body to do exactly what you want them to do at each point in time. And being completely in the moment and in control of what you might call your field of awareness. In athletics, you know, a team sport like soccer, the athlete would want a broad external field of awareness. And I remember reading this from way back, this soccer miracle man named Pele would sense things turning into slow motion around him so he could dance around the other players. But say a long distance runner would want to create a narrow field of awareness that just what his body is doing to be totally focused on self-monitoring and self-regulating. Speaking of which, the self-monitoring and self-regulating was what if you had a control panel like I had for increasing activation level for each of these areas we had a one to ten scale of confidence, focus, high energy, feeling in control and in control of your field of awareness that is immersed completely in the moment and you could turn it to exactly where you wanted it to. So we used a tool like this and it just had a questionnaire, you know, where we asked people, oh, scale of one to five, how confident were you in your workout? How focused were you? How high was your energy level? But we didn't just do that, because what it did for people was, in order to rate themselves on a scale of one to five, they had to think about what a five would be like. And in learning to calibrate the scale, you could ask questions like, how would things be different if you had it at a five every single time you worked towards your goals and you focused the confidence, the focus, the high energy, the sense of being in control, the control of your field of awareness. You had them all maxed out and focused on your goals every single time. How would things be different? How would you feel different? And 
you had them calibrated by remembering the times that you were confident, focused, high energy, in control, those peak experiences. So you can learn to calibrate that scale and get a sense of self-monitoring and self-regulation of your mental state so that you can tune your mental state and focus it on exactly what you wanted to achieve. And of course, what we wanted these people to achieve were setting up the right kinds of goals and setting up the goals so that they're chunked down into small enough steps so the very first step had a high probability of success. So we set up a confidence building process where they achieve a short-term step and build their confidence and their ability to control their habits to direct their body to higher exercise performance levels. And so this sports psychologist I work with, he actually used what's called an Ericksonian hypnotherapy model, Ericksonian hypnosis. And it's based on Milton Erickson's work. Now Milton Erickson was the father of modern hypnotherapy. He's a medical doctor. And he was uh, a big innovator back in his day, because the 60s and 70s big, and all these books have been written. And he was one of the major models of NLP. Uh, neuro-linguistic programming that I'm trained in and he was introduced to the founders of NLP Richard Bandler and John Grinder um, as a, here's a guy who's a miracle worker he tells people stories and they change and of course Milton was using all these linguistic patterns that he wasn't even consciously aware of at the point so they came up with a syntax of excellence where Milton was one of these models of communication excellence. Now, I heard a story, I think Richard told it at one of his seminars I was at, where he tried to yank Milton's medical license, and he had him go to a hearing, and they interviewed people after the hearing, and they're like, so what happened? They're like, well, everything's fine. He seems like a nice guy. He made some good points. And they're like, well, what did he say? And they're like, he would get this glazed look in her eye and look off at a distance. Say, oh, I don't really remember. And so his model of using language patterns in which he intentionally leaves information out to send people on what's called a trans-derivational stairs, and I don't use the term trance lightly, to find the lost information, because if it's triggered right, you find resources to connect to where they need them, like these exercisers' ability to connect to this peak performance state of mind and direct it towards the goals that they wanted to achieve when they wanted to. And that's kind of became the counterpoint to what's called the metamodel NLP, which is a way of undermining disempowering belief systems. And a disempowering belief system is just when somebody thinks, well, I can't really do that. Well, chances are they probably can, except they have the belief system where they think they can't. And you can undermine that by asking questions like, where'd you learn that from? Who told it to you? How do they know? What evidence do you have that supports that belief that you can't do that? And undermine it completely with these kinds of questions where they go into these really flimsy support structure for it. So Milton conversely would use ambiguity. Instead of trying to get more information, he'd leave information out.
he would do things like end a sentence with the same word that the next sentence started with. Like, you ever have an idea come from nowhere you get really good ideas? So, of course, all this plays into influence and sales. People of a certain generation were influenced a lot by Tony Robbins, who had learned a lot from Richard Bandler, one of the co-founders of NLP, the guy I've trained with a good bit. And Richard's a very unique genius, and he's a master of what's called embedded loops of telling metaphorical stories within metaphorical stories. So you lose track consciously of what he's talking about because you get so immersed in these buried stories, every one of which is triggering unconscious processes that enable you to do things that you didn't think you could do before. So Tony wrote this book called Unlimited Power, and he taught a lot of salespeople matching and mirroring. You know, match and mirror the other person that you want to build rapport with because rapport leads to sales way more than any logical argument you can make. Although you do need the logic so people can support the emotional reasons they make buying decisions, the biggest of which is whether or not they like the salesperson, which comes from the rapport. And so many people got into that. It was like, well, who's matching who? You know, you're moving your arm the same way I'm moving my arm. But indirect matching is really a lot more powerful in sales, like matching your voice patterns to someone's breathing. Then gradually slowing the pace of your voice so the breathing slows to follow it. So we used a lot of these things in these fitness programs where we tracked and reinforced the development of healthy behaviors as a way of building belief, reinforcing these behaviors, tracking them, measuring them. And it's like, well, if you ate a healthy lunch five days out of seven, that's better than you did last week. We're not looking at the times you didn't do it, looking at the times you did. And the fact those are increasing to build the belief that you can make these changes. So we worked them not only on the behavior and the skill set level, but on their belief systems. And which is kind of the backstory when you're working with people and influence they may not be aware of your backstory, but you as the influencer should be aware of the backstory. And a backstory can be like George Lucas used with Star Wars by modeling Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, the pattern of the hero's journey, the mythological pattern that Campbell showed was common to lots of different cultures. There's a core pattern in the story because it's about inner process of inner evolution that's common to all of us, so it evokes deep emotions when you tap into what Carl Jung called the archetypes of the collective unconscious, which is a psychobabble way of saying those deep parts of us that express in myth and various cultures with similar stories with different names but common themes because they resonate with us on a deep level because it it's part of our deepest humanity and it makes you feel more alive to connect to it that way. It's not about whether the myth is true or not. It's about the feeling it evokes. So all this to say the mental aspects, the mental performance was what had calling us miracle workers brought so many clients and took people who've been lifelong couch potatoes and turned them into lifelong exercises through motivation, belief change, shifts in identity. 
Smite comes in and says, well, I see myself as a couch potato smoker. You know, if you teach them all the skills in the world, it doesn't mean anything until they shift their identity, because that's a higher level of change. And create all these success reinforcement loops. You know, and there's plenty of evidence that working on the mental side, making things a mental game, sales is a mental game to a lot of people. It's more effective than putting in more physical practice in things like sports, like that free throw study where they show that athletes who visualize successfully accomplishing a free throw is as effective as the physical practice of doing it. And when you combine the two, it's more effective. Thought Leadership Studio. So in today's podcast, I want to take you through a little thought experiment called the time machine. Now, I just wrote a kind of a long meta post that's on Thought Leadership Studio, and I'll put the link in the description. Uh, But thought experiments can help give fresh perspectives on a situation. Uh, Special relativity was born from Einstein's daydream about riding a bicycle on a light beam. Thought experiments can be used for breakthroughs and innovations in any area. And the right thought experiment is also an exquisite tool for generating new possibilities. And it's relevant to this podcast because generating new possibilities are part of strategic thought leadership. If you're going to lead thought, it needs to be to somewhere new. People don't need to be led to where they already are. So, to quote the Stanford Encyclopedia, the primary philosophical challenge of thought experiments is simple. How can we learn about reality just by thinking? And I wrote about four types of thought experiments that are intended to expand your reality by accessing what some have called hidden human reserves, untapped possibilities outside the boundaries of what we normally think we can do. It's about breaking the chains of mental habits, about casting light on resources hidden in the shadows of the unconscious. And there's just so much that's outside of our perception. Okay, because people don't respond to the world, they respond to their mental models of the world, our thoughts about the world. If you ask five people who left the room together to describe the room, you'll get five different descriptions. Dogs have a sense of smell a hundred thousand times more sensitive than humans. Bats can hear up to 100,000 hertz, where people can only hear up to 20,000 hertz. The high little tinkle on the cymbals in a drum set it might be 12 or 15,000 hertz. Bass can hear way higher than that. So, and instruments can measure frequencies even further beyond our sensory perception. Uh, so, we're like old radio receivers tuned only to a narrow band of frequencies, but those other frequencies are there. So maybe it's a matter of getting a better antenna to pick up some new programming. Because those other frequencies 
that our dial isn't necessarily currently tuned in on could contain the positive breakthroughs that could be part of thought leadership positions that could enrich the lives of our audiences and ourselves. think that thought experiments are like ladders over the mental walls of our thinking habits. Once you climb up the ladder and you're firmly grasping that wood rail and you're peeking over those walls, you might hear the whisper of a new story or catch the whiff of a pleasant smelling unfamiliar meal and think how would it make things different if you more regularly generated breakthrough ideas inspiring new insights. So one of the four of these thought experiments um, that I wrote about that I'm going to use this podcast to go a little deeper into and also give an auditory guide for those who'd rather have someone talk them through that. So this is one of those immersive podcasts that I wouldn't recommend listening to while you're driving or using a chainsaw or racing on a motorcycle or anything dangerous because it can be dangerous. Uh, could trance out a little bit, um, even if you're dreaming you're awake. But it's a one that you, I think you'll find very worthwhile to take some immersive time in. And because the time machine thought experiment goes like this. What if time travel was real? How would it change your perspective if you could time travel years into the past? step into this time machine you see all these dials in front of you flashing you hear the whirring of these electric motors feel the vinyl seat behind you and you travel you dial up a year 15 10 years in the past and you surprise the younger you what would you share with that younger you if accomplishments or skills or something you've learned that that younger you wouldn't even have imagined. Now I'm just walking you through ahead of doing it now, so let me go through the steps. Now the second step is what extra resource would you also give this younger self to help achieve more in the coming years? Knowing that you'd go back to an improved future by doing that, just go with the alternate timelines theory, okay, for this experiment. And what might you learn similarly from your future self if the future you visited you from 10 or 20 years in the future and that future you shared something that you couldn't have imagined what would it be what would you be especially delighted or surprised to find out that you've learned or accomplished so because accessing creativity is, is enjoyable in itself 
So keep that in mind because it helps to approach these in that immersive learning state of having fun. Isn't that the learning state little kids are in when they're soaking up everything around them playing? Because playing is in an immersive state is when you're really having fun is also when you're really learning. And what's more fun and childlike than having a time machine, right? So in the post I have this video embedded um, to warm up the imagination little muscles a little. And again you can access it through the, the link in the description of this comedy skit played on a subway by some identical twins who contrived the situation where this guy's on the subway trying to get people to donate this so he can build a time machine. Then his future self comes back and says, don't do it. And then the future self of a couple other uh, actors and actresses who, um, unbeknownst to the other subway writers were actors and actresses, visited too, and it, it really got intense. It's just to warm up the imagination models a little bit and to consider what if time travel is a real thing? What could you do with it as a thought experiment? So I'm going to walk you through some of the same steps I wrote about in the piece, but with a little bit of a different angle, a bit of a different perspective on some things. Um, so let's play with the concept. So think about, if you, oh, by the way, feel free to stop this I'll wait anytime you want to take a little more time to process some of these things um, so think of some ability or accomplishment you have now that five or ten years ago you would not have even imagined now in your imagination travel back in time and share that information with the past you 5, 10, maybe 15 years ago. How does the past you react? Deer in headlights. How would he or she feel learning about is things you've done that couldn't have even been imagined then? Well, keeping this in mind, come back to here now, get back in your time machine, come back to where you're at. And imagine, now you're getting your time machine again, but this time you're traveling to the future. Looking, Looking back, back in your present, present self, self, seeing and hearing your present self, self similarly to how you experienced your past self. Swapping places of your future self from 10 or 15 years in the future. As, As your, your future, future self, you're traveling, traveling back, back in time to your present self. self. Telling your present, present self something that you've learned, learned to do, or something you've accomplished, some skill you've built, some achievement, some impact, some positive impact that you've made, it totally surprises you that way. What would it be?
What feeling does it give you as it slowly emerges? And where is that feeling? How does it change your perspective to amplify that feeling? And notice if it moves, and if it's moving, move faster. Spend some time letting your mind, let your conscious mind, other mind, play with the possibilities. Feel free to stop and come back. So there's other thought experiments that I put into posts. There's the model of excellence, of thinking of who could achieve the things you're trying to achieve very easily, and what if they took your place. The abstract sculpture, turning what you want to achieve in terms of influence and impact into an abstraction that enables it to stimulate unconscious processing. And then there's the computer simulation of what if we are living in a virtual reality machine and playing in a virtual reality game? And what if you had access to the programming? What would you change how to make things different? So with these thought experiments, if they don't come easily at first, you know, consider most people aren't used to thinking out of the box as much, or maybe it won't come easy for you. Um, but if it's habitual for everybody, then everybody be bursting forth with great ideas and innovating all the time, and no, they're not. Because one of the things that I think holds progress back is humanity's tendency to build barriers around change by having deeply entrenched belief systems about how things are and how things work. So it takes more than just a little innovative thinking to create real change because you want to accompany this inspiration with insight. And by insight, I mean how your audience currently thinks about your topic, your field, profession, your product or service in ways that allow you to find points of leverage where you can make impact and help them move their thinking to a place that serves them better from their point of view to help them get more of what's important to them out of it. So the insight and the inspiration are kind of like two wings of the bird and the body of the bird would be the impact. Once you have the insight into what point of change makes sense once you have the inspiration about here's a new place to lead people to to initiate that change and to have that impact us using the media for strategic thought leadership to really change people's mental models to help them get more out of what's important for them to move the game forward which will of course have the wonderful side effects of helping you build your audience have more impact grow your following make more sales, grow more leads, have greater loyalty from your clients, get better reviews. All those wonderful things come about best as side effects. So when you're, you're in a rut, putting a different frame around the situation can bring the fresh, fresh perspectives, the new soundtrack, the different feelings that facilitate 
breakthroughs that bring things to new levels. So, enjoy. Thought Leadership Studio. So, if you're in sales or marketing, or an entrepreneur, or business owner, uh, which means, of course, you need to be concerned about sales and marketing, I've got a free guide called the Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership. And the link to download it instantly is on the podcast episode page, the link for which is in the description for the podcast. So this is an instant download for marketers, thought leaders, influencers. It's a free guide to effectively building an audience by leading it to new thinking using the building blocks of strategic thought leadership. Because after all, doesn't building a backstory like working directly from the underlying structure of thought leadership bring greater clarity and purpose to content marketing? This also could be an antidote to privacy laws that are throttling data-targeted online ads. It's a solution from a whole different paradigm. So consider the possibility that following customers' ads can give them a distaste for a brand because you know they're being studied and treated as objects. And don't you want your, your client's brand to create a positive impression? So putting their needs first by listening to and serving their learning needs about what you sell gives them positive feelings about you or your client's brand. Doesn't that make you feel better about the brand you're promoting too? So the link to download it for free instantly is in the description. And if you're in a position of leverage, okay, so if you are a entrepreneur, company owner, marketer, influencer, and you want to make some breakthroughs, I offer a money-back guaranteed first strategic thought leadership coaching and consultation session. And what I'm doing with this is setting the stage for breakthroughs that could be meaningful to you or your organization. So it's also about setting up some system conditions. And check out the show notes follow the link and it will have a link to find out more about that but what it can do for you say if you're planning a pr marketing or ad campaign can help you maximize it get the most out of it um, including maximizing any agency or ad campaign return on investment from a clean role of being a separate consultant so I don't have any financial incentive on you doing this program or that might be able to find resources within your organization or yourself that you hadn't thought of that way that you can purpose to creating a unique thought leadership position that has the market basically eating out of your hand find deeper layers of hidden potential through the coaching role um, and because breakthroughs come from outside of our frame of reference. They come from outside of our mental models generally. And that doesn't mean I want to replace your mental models with mine. I'm not saying mine is better, but what I do know how to do as coach, master of NLP, of decades of experience coaching people in a performance coaching setting. It's more about facilitating more powerful states of excellence, including helpful shifts in perspective, like this podcast on 
the thought experiment of the time machine or through a process of mutual discovery of, of doing some things that aren't the norm for finding other ways, other angles of looking at your situation from your audience perspective because hardly anybody in business really sees things through the filtered lens of their best prospects, more limited understanding of what they do. So taking that perspective and designing things from there, and I can help you with the clean position of having no financial interest in where you spend your marketing budget, do consulting to help you get the most out of your campaign or high level coaching, including modeling, excellence, exceeding the best aspects of the best examples, um, identifying as the leader, building up all these characteristics that give you insight, inspiration, and impact. As a coach or as a consultant, help facilitate and enable using the resources you have at hand and helping you build resources to create a really successful campaign. So check out the show notes. Let's get the free report. If you're in a position of leverage, check out the coaching. Would love to help you make the breakthroughs that you'd like to. So thanks for listening to episode number three of Thought Leadership Studio. Have a great one and look forward to seeing you next week. Thought Leadership Studio.